Hello and welcome to Como Explained. It's the podcast from the KBIA newsroom that takes complicated issues and curious questions in our community and breaks them down for you. I'm your host, Ryan Fumulener, and right off the top, I have to say I'm sorry we just left you without any warning at all. So here's what happened. Uh, You remember Scott Pham? Yeah, he just left. He took a great job on the West Coast. And then not long after that, this happened to me. So my head's not been here for a while, but the baby's getting older. I'm coming out of the fog now. And so we're back and we're ready to do some shows. And we've got some new co-hosts as well. So dedicated listeners might remember Jack Howard. He helped produce some shows in the past. So Jack, welcome to Como Explained. No longer an intern to the show. Yep. He's a host now, co-host. And Abigail Keel, Hello. producer at KBIA, Abigail, a little bit handing off the reins here to these guys. So what's the show going to be about this week? The show is going to be Why Peace Park is Called Peace Park. Or uh, who put the peace in Peace Park. Yeah, I like <laughs> So uh, first off, what is Peace Park? Uh, well, you know, uh, it's kind of this area at about 8th and Elm Street. It's a green space across the street from the Missourian building around the corner from the quad, a little bit north of the columns. Um, and it's part of the university, but it's not part of Columbia Parks and Rec. But it's been a park that people are probably familiar with if they've ever been to things like the Earth Day Festival. Yeah. And there's lots of people that just hang out there now too, right? You got like got people out there sword fighting and stuff. and hula got hoopers, hooping. sword fighters. You have hippies. You have nappers. <laughs> In Mizzou's admissions booklet, there's a little uh, blurb that says if you walk across the bridge with your sweetheart – then you'll marry them. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> so, yeah, you got that. There was a funny thing a few years ago, actually, that was really uh, amongst the journalism school types was a big big deal because the Peace Park is very close to the journalism school. And there was this rooster that was loose in that area of town and just, like, hung out in the park all the time and kind of sometimes <laughs> chased people and then just finally mysteriously disappeared and or somebody captured it and had dinner. So I don't know. Yeah, so there's that doesn't give you an idea where it is. You can come find it. It's right on campus, okay? To really understand, though, why it got the name Peace Park and I guess the significance it has, we have to go back, right, Uh, Abigail? We have to go back in history, not just at Mizzou, but in American history. That's right. We have to go back in time to a time when Peace Park wasn't called Peace Park. It was actually called McAllister Park, named after the building right next door, McAllister Hall. And it wasn't even really officially named McAllister Park, just got that name kind of left over from the building, uh, how people on campus referred to it. It was just sort of this plot of land. But at that time in history was the time of the Vietnam War. So we got to go back to around 1965. Nixon started sending regular combat units of American troops over to Vietnam in 1965. And this was kind of the time when people really started getting involved and caring about the Vietnam War. In 1968, The war spread into Laos and Cambodia after the U.S. bombed in these areas, and the Vietnamese started the Tet Offensive, and that was, like, really kind of the turning point in the war when Americans started saying, like, what are we doing here? We're not winning this war. Let's get out. Mizzou at this time was pretty conservative compared to, I think, what we would feel it is today. The Dixie song was played at our football games. There were, like, curfews for female students. And one student told us that they couldn't even walk on the grass um, at the columns. So it's a pretty conservative time. But nationally, 
universities around the country started becoming sort of this breeding ground for the anti-war movement. And students, even at Mizzou, started organizing some protests. Uh, in 1967, students organized a protest called Gentle Saturday. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it was peaceful. <laughs> so much um, for like Occupy or like, you know, these really cool names. Let's have a Gentle Saturday. Right. <laughs> so, but it was a gentle just kind of day where they hung out in McAllister Park and just sort of had a gathering to show that there were students against the Vietnam War movement. And then two years later in 1969, things kind of picked up with something called Moratorium Day, which was like a national movement at camp in campuses all over the country. Students were asking other students to skip class. They wanted teachers to cancel class. They basically just wanted these institutions to show that they cared about the war and they cared about stopping it. Then nationally, everything kind of came to a head on May 4th, 1970 in Kent, Ohio. Yeah, the, the Kent State shootings, which if you're not familiar with them uh, in 1970, 70, um, there was a similar protest, kind of, kind of like things you're talking about that were happening here, happening at Kent State, specifically about the Cambodian campaign, which had been just introduced by President Nixon, um, where the U.S. and South Vietnam were going into Cambodia, doing some military, military operations there. And basically, this protest escalated. National Guardsmen ended up firing 67 rounds into a group of students. It was only 13 seconds long, but it killed four students, wounded nine of them. One of them was paralyzed. Some of the people that were shot weren't even protesting. Some of them were just people watching or walking by even. And uh, that was a big tipping point really for the country. And that was basically kind of a tipping point around the country. And as you're saying, here at Mizzou specifically. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think Jack can talk about this, but it kind of woke some students up to this war movement. So after Kent State, Paul Blackman, along with a bunch of other students, stormed Jesse Hall. Don't get any ideas. And a lot of uh, students were being carted off in buses. He wasn't one of them, but he said he would have been one of them. Said that this was really a time period when Mizzou students not only didn't want to be treated like kids on campus, but they also wanted to be represented nationally. So these kind of came with liberation on campus, being able to enter visitation and also liberated politically that they had a voice and could walk on the grass if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. so that was just shortly after the Kent State shootings, right? Yeah. Um, and so to learn a little bit more about kind of all of these protests at Mizzou, I took a little visit to the deep, dark dungeons of the Mizzou archives, <laughs> which are really a very sun-filled room on the seventh floor Same, of Lewis like, Hall. Like near attic. Yeah. 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 But um, – and I found some information about kind of all of the protests that sort of took place. And one kind of the most notable one was on May 8th in 1970, which was four days after the Kent State shooting. That's what Jack was talking about, where students stormed Jesse Hall. They also gathered at what was what's now called Stankowski Field. There were thousands of students there and they burned an effigy of Nixon. Wow. And they threw Molotov cocktails into the ROTC building. So it was just this big demonstration, a lot of anger and frustration on part of students like Jack was talking about. They wanted to be noticed. And that kind of woke everybody up to this anti-war movement. But a year, one year later in 1971 is really where all of this comes back to McAllister Park, to Peace Park. And students and staff were still frustrated at the situation in Vietnam. It had been a year after Kent State, a year after the Cambodian campaign. Um, and so Paul Blackman and some of his other fellow students uh, organized kind of a march rally that started in McAllister Park, went around downtown, and then ended back in McAllister Park for a dedication and a renaming of that area to Peace Park. 
Park. Yeah, as and we know you've it today. got you, when you were in those archives, you found like the posters and stuff that they had posted, and I mean, they definitely look from the era for sure, right? Yeah, you can find those on our website. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, they still still spell Vietnam with the capital N A M as a separate word in the second one, so it's kind That's of funny. Right. But but they, uh, yeah. So, but this is very much more a uh, peaceful demonstration, right? That, rather than what we saw again four days after. Kent State, we got it. We have a, he- a year now between these two, and this is kind of a methodical effort to do something a little bit more peaceful and thoughtful, I guess, right? Uh, definitely. And I think Paul Blackman and the other students and staff that were organizing this really wanted this to be um, a community effort. They were again calling for like the end to business as usual, and even some businesses in Columbia closed their doors in honor of this march. They encourage students again to skip class, teachers to cut um, to cancel class, and so people did that, and they showed up. There were between fifteen hundred and two thousand people there, and they all ended back at McAllister Park for this dedication. Um, they even built a memorial made of rocks that's in the shape of a peace sign, mm-hmm. and it has one rock that has the names of the students uh, killed at Kent State. Blackman really was the guy who led most of this, at least from the student perspective, right? Yeah, Blackman was a part of the MSA Senate. He was a part of the Interfraternity Council. He was very well connected on campus. He was even a part of a student faculty emergency group that after the Kent State shootings tried to have some reconciliation with students so that there weren't Molotov cocktails thrown. And on that day, that ceremony, he really described it with a lot of nostalgia. There was a concert. It was a beautiful day. And Peace Park really didn't seem like, he didn't describe it as like a violent, he said it wasn't Ho Chi Minh Park. Beautiful late spring afternoon is how he described it. So yeah, when we talk about the name too, we talked a little bit about McAllister Park. That was the, the given name before that. But really it had to do with the fact that McAllister Hall was nearby, right? And at that point in time, you know, earlier in the history of the university, there were just open spaces like this, right? That's right. Where this ended up being, now now we're renaming it to something other than just like this geographical location. We're giving it its own kind of entity now, right? This is a place where something, where peace happens, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like, that's Blackman's idea, right? He described it as not a very controversial thing. I'm trying to get his exact quote, but he uh, dedicated to a concept that's not that foreign, a simple but elusive notion of peace. And he described bubbling waters, you know, a quiet place. He didn't have any particularly exciting stories about doing terrible things in Peace Park. (laughs) But uh, he said that there was done and Paul Blackman gave the speech, the dedication speech, He said it wasn't anything particularly eloquent, but we do have a speech. It was kind of a notable event. There were there were administrators there. And one of the administrators there was the dean of students at the time, um, dean of student affairs, Edwin Hutchings. And he gave this like kind of poetic little speech. McAllister Park, which Paul Blackman has just designated as Peace Park, serves us all as a part of the University of Missouri. As such, it is part of a forum for the free and orderly exchange of ideas. Let me commend you for your orderly participation here this afternoon. You have validated the faith in students and young people everywhere I have personally long possessed and which I feel we are building daily throughout our campus community. And he goes on to say basically um, that since their march and rally was sort of successful and peaceful, by performing as you have today on an issue which invites widely divergent views throughout the country, you have by this alone rededicated this ground to the peaceful pursuit of your objective in this open forum we call a university. There were administrators there like this guy, and it was this sort of official event 
But technically, in order to officially change the name of any property on campus or give it a name at all, the board of curators uh, for the university system has to approve that. And so students like Paul Blackman, um, like Dan Veets, who was a student at the Which, time. if you're a local, Dan Veets is a familiar name to you because he leads similar demonstrations currently in Columbia. Paul Blackman's moved on from that. But Dan still does some of that kind of stuff. Even though he wasn't a leader then, he's definitely a, a leader in that community now. Yeah. And so students like those two were actually putting pressure on the board of curators, asking students to sign petitions to get them to officially change the name. But from everything we can tell all our research, they never officially took a vote about it. It kind of just sort of fell off the face of the earth, this mission to officially change the name, and it never happened. So depending on your definition, it's not really named Peace Park. It's not even really named McAllister Park, from what we understand, right? It, 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 depending on what map you look at, it's all different. To, That's yeah. right. Google Maps, we'll call it Peace Park. Official university maps, call it McAllister Park, Peace Park in parentheses. Yeah, but we do know for sure from the MU archives that it was officially designated so that that's an interesting thing. So we can at least know that that day that Paul Blackman gave a speech and in general people protested and, and then Hutchings gave a speech that we know that that was an official day. Faculty were involved in there. There was no Molotov cocktails thrown. Such a legacy for Blackman on campus to have started out with such a conservative campus and then to move to a place where students and administrators really work together to at least officially designate it, whether that's a lasting thing. We're not exactly sure of what is official and what who who cares about what's official, though. Right. Yeah, I mean, you use the word lasting. I think that's like maybe more of a better word to use than official because, you know, we all know it today as Peace Park, even if there is no sign. Um, and I think that's maybe the more important part. <laughs> 